everybody, before we get into today's episode and interview with my good friend Kendall Jones, I want to remind you guys that from time to time we get some testimonials from our friends at Home Title Log. This is kind of some scary stuff that I didn't even know existed. It's one of those things that I kind of feel like we're telling criminals how to be criminals. But I didn't think these folks said I didn't think that we would be victims until we got a bank notice claiming we defaulted on home loans that we never took out. Some thief found our title online forged our signature stating he was the owner then he borrowed against our home and stuck us with the payments this lady went on to say our identity theft protection didn't stop it the bank said it's our problem and insurance didn't cover it we spent thousands trying to get our home back title theft is a huge problem so you got to protect your home with home title lock for pennies a day home title lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your home to learn if your title has already been stolen. That's scary stuff. I mean, goodness sakes. I didn't even know that was a thing. But if you register your home now, you'll receive a free title scan and report, which is a $100 value. Go to HomeTitleLock.com HomeTitleLock.com Go check them out. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It never gets old. It never gets old. It's always good. Good stuff because we have the best guests. We got the most fun, the best topics. We're always like solving the world's issues and problems. We got Party Foul Steve over there with his Beto O'Rourke hands. Look at him, his Beto hands. It's getting better. It's getting better. Week in and week out, getting better with the Beto hands. Party Foul for president. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how horrible that would be if Party Foul Steve was a leader in the free world? What? Would it? Hey, well, if AOC can do it, if <laughs> oh, AOC yeah, can do eat. it, then party foul Steve. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> AOC can mix drinks. I can <laughs> party foul is actually a lot smarter than people give him credit he for. He comes out with some. anybody that. He's got some real wisdom. It, it's, it, it comes out in spurts. spurts. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Funny. Hot news now. Natalie's sitting over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What's going on in your world? What is going on? You know, we're. The weather's participating, so our gun range is going up. So, so you got it, it dried up. So DFW, it's drying up. Uh, uh, Texas gun experience. gun experience. We're building a gun range, machine gun range, a machine gun experience. Let's Wait, be where real. Is it opened up. It's it's we're building it right now. It's on Main Street in Grapevine, so it's right next to the. Wait, airport. I think that y'all contacted me to come out for the grand opening. It's in new November, I'm, right? It's coming up. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. yes. I actually well, just talked you know. about it yesterday. They don't Look let me that. talk a lot about so it. Coming or not? Yeah, I so am. you're there. Oh, there we go. I am the mystery voice you're hearing. The girl <laughs> who's coming to the grand opening is our guest today, Kendall Jones. Hey, Kendall, I'm glad to finally meet you in person absolutely like, i feel like i know you on I know. social media so i know it's always weird social media makes it weird because you feel like you know the person and then you meet them and it's like oh yeah well we, <laughs> we already each know forever. each other i feel like but exactly. first time meeting in person thanks for coming on the show absolutely thanks, for, thanks re- for having me yeah we're gonna have fun today i think we are we, we have, have a fun. lot of stories we got some stories <laughs> we have a lot of i stories. can't wait to get into this thing Hang on a second. Let me do read this. So 10 million people are affected by the flooding. Uh, the historic proportions going on in the Midwest. This is a serious, serious deal. If you guys want to help, if you want to support M1, that's Mercury One, is activating in the Midwest right now along the Missouri and Mississippi River basins. 
Mercury One's disaster relief partners, they're on the scene, they're on the ground, they're assisting during this time of unprecedented flooding in the Midwest. The news really isn't talking about this thing. It's a major deal. It's underreported. There's about 80 cities that are affected in three different states. Governor of Nebraska says it's the worst worst thing they've ever seen, worst situation they've ever seen in the state. And so M1 is mobilizing with our partners, getting ready. You can help. You can donate. We want to invite you not only to pray, but to give. And uh, we need your help. Mercury One is looking for you to help as we work to provide immediate relief. And then throughout the um, uh, throughout the entire response and recovery, after, which is not going to happen. It's not going to be over soon. This thing is going to last for a long, long time. So you can go to mercuryone.org, Mercury. O-N-E.org. Mercury One exists to restore hope in times like these. So help, okay? Help, 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 help. It's a bad deal. It's a really bad deal. And uh, praying for those folks. Kendall, you have caught so much crap. Aww, just How, why bit. do you hate animals so bad? I don't why? know. If you listen to the media, you would think I just hated all of them and You're didn't want to help any of them. See, I feel like I'm sur- I am actually surrounded by cheerleaders. Texas Tech. Yes. Texas Tech cheerleader. Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Former, both formerly. Yeah. But I you don't both. think my body could handle it anymore. It's been a minute. Yeah. 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 I, you can, I know my body could Natalie handle it. Natalie says she can still do the dances, and one day we're going to get her back in the suit. And Nope, they took that away from me. We'll come up with one. You can, okay. borrow you can buy them at Halloween stores. Not really the same. Not quite the same, is it? Could you still do? Can you still do all the stuff that you oh, did yeah, when you were I at can. Texas Tech? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not as graceful as it used to be. I actually went to the gym the other day and about splattered on my face a few times, but I, I can still try it. I still attempt it. That's funny. Yeah, That's I can funny. do it on the trampoline. Yeah. How long have you been doing? outdoor things hunting and and all that how long is that always been a part of your life 24 years yeah Yeah. (laughs) yep I've been doing it my whole life I grew up in the outdoors I always like just doing outdoor things I always went fishing with my grandpa and I always always go out with my dad the first time I really actually got into hunting was whenever I was eight and my dad took me to Africa to watch him on his safari and I just fell in love then and ever since then I've the outdoors has been a part of my life. So mean to animals. Mm-hmm. So mean. So mean. I love giving. I love trolling uh, PETA on Twitter. Oh gosh, they're they're idiots. I mean, they're truly PETA idiots. does more to animals than hunters of ever would. People don't understand the concept of conservation. They don't understand that what hunting does to help the population of wildlife. And you get. I've seen it. I mean, you get brutalized and bullied in so many things you can't post any picture with something you've harvested they're gonna go crazy it's crazy i mean if you look at my instagram right now and scroll through you'll hardly see any kill or kill pictures because instagram has taken them off yeah and all of my hunts in africa like on facebook none of those um posts are on there anymore and they get deleted like five months later so it's not like i post it and the next day it's deleted i post it and then five months later it's deleted so it's like kind of hard to go back and repost it you know well it's crazy you know my friend uh, you know hannah barron in south alabama so hannah (laughs) you know she and i were together in south georgia uh at an nra convention uh gathering a couple of months ago and she was frustrated because she was doing a one of her sponsors, which is a bow manufacturer, they were mm-hmm. they, she had done a promo video for the giveaway, and they deleted her yeah. deal. And all she was saying, talking, just talking about the bow, 
Mm-hmm. There was no there was no hunting involved. There was nothing going on. I posted a promo code on my Instagram story. It was um, on Black Friday, actually, and it was for CVA muzzleloaders. And they took the story off. It All it was was a picture of a gun saying a discount code. Yeah. And they took it off. That's crazy. Of a story, an Instagram story. Yeah. I thought that that was weird. Well, so, <laughs> I know you get the hate mail, the, the hate comments It's and actually going like that. on right now for a, a picture of four years ago. I was in Spain. I studied abroad, and I went to a bullfight over there because that's tradition over there. Sure. And just to watch and see what it was all about. And, oh, yeah, they're going at me right now. For going to the bullfight? Yeah, just for going and watching. I have a good friend. He's a mentor. He's he's a good deal older than me. He, w- he was in the Marines, and he was very, very crazy. He was on a nuclear submarine, and he went to um, he went to the bullfight, and they got drunk. And they were up on the top— um, level up there and they were pulling for the bull and so everybody was getting mad at them and so they just started peeing on everybody below them and oh <laughs> i didn't do that at the bullfight no 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 now that's something anyone. you can criticize now that that's that's so, worth criticizing doesn't right all there. that hate make you want to go do it more though absolutely i'm like my thing is is i don't sit on social media and look at stuff that makes me mad like, yeah. if I don't like it, I'm probably just going to scroll past it. Yeah. Or, like, block them. If you I don't can like go, it, block me. <laughs> I can go on social media and say, Jesus loves you, and people are going to come back with hate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, Jesus people are going to come back. animals, too. They, he ate meat, so. That's why God put animals on this earth was for us. That's why we have the teeth we have. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you you got it. But it's amazing to me that people think they're doing a good thing. And they, the, the just the vitriolic things they say, you know, man, I wish you would die or I wish oh. somebody would shoot you and hang you on a wall. And it's crazy. It almost have you have ever been pictures. To... I have pictures of people drawing pictures of me, like with bullets in my head or like as a trophy on the wall. Like Wow. <laughs> Unreal. What about in person? Would has anybody ever came up Not to you? Not one person has exactly. ever said anything to me. Like, may, they might say something like, "Why do you do that?" and like they want to know more. But it's never been like hateful, hatred comments. I've actually had someone take a picture of me standing twenty feet away from me and post it and talking crap, but they didn't come up to me. Hmm. Like right you there, were twenty, and it was yeah. at a hunting show. Wow. I'm like, you were right there. You could have come and said something to yeah, me. Yeah, you could have said anything. And I was on vacation one time, and someone was like, I saw you on the beach today, and I was going to come up and say something to you, but I didn't. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, ooh, you really got me. Chicken. <laughs> almost did it. You Chicken. almost did it. You're so close. I wouldn't do it. I'd be scared of you. I'd be, I'd be scared of you. I've, had, I've got a lot of friends that are in, in media and social media that – Pretty outspoken people, and I could list a lot of them off. And it's the same story. People are they're chicken. They don't want to come. Yeah, they don't want to come. The keyboard warriors. Yeah, they don't want to say anything. Full force. Let's talk about killing stuff. So <laughs> Herbert the that. Silent Deer doesn't have a lot to say on the subject. He's still uh, he's still mourning the loss of the rest of his body. But isn't he handsome? <laughs> isn't he a pretty? He is nice. Where is nice. he from? Yeah, you know? he, that's that. You said you didn't kill him. I didn't kill. I didn't kill Herbert. I would never do that to you, Herbert. So don't ever think bad of me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Herbert. Uh, we got to find out who killed Herbert. We got to what truck hit him? What truck? Yeah, we, we do. You've killed the big five. I have. What are the big five? The big five is a leopard, lion, elephant, cape buffalo, rhino, and I've also shot the dangerous seven. So it's those five, and then a crocodile and a hippo. So it's okay. basically the deadliest animals in Africa. Right on. Yeah. Which is the most deadly of all those? Um. The most deadly, ironically, is the hippo. 
Okay. And yeah. they're um, they acquire the mustache per year, but that's because they live in like ponds and stuff, and people over there go over there to wash their clothes or get water. And that's how they get attacked. But the meanest is um, the Cape Buffalo. I was going to say the Buffalo. The Cape Buffalo is the meanest. And I do not like those animals. Wow. <laughs> that one charged me. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. I, it was kind of like, we got to make this shot count. So did you uh, curl up in a ball and cry as you shoot it? Uh, I sh- Well, so that one was whenever I was 14. So I've done the Big Five twice. I started it whenever I was 13. And I finished it by the time I was 14. And then the controversy and the hate came from whenever I was 19. And I yeah. went over there again. But um, the time that I shot my Cape Buffalo and it charged, oh, it was a brutal day. We were um, driving around for four hours trying to find tracks and just signs of buffalo. And we weren't having any luck. And so after four hours of doing that, they were like, let's go out and um, let's just walk and see if we can find anything. And I was like... If we're not seeing any signs driving around or anything, what makes you think we're going to find any just walking around, hopefully we find something. But You basically made yourself bait. Yeah, basically. So we were walking, and it was another four hours of walking, and um, the team split up, and they the other people went out, and they found one, and they said that it was running towards where we were. And so there was three bulls, and they were all coming, and – the PH that was with me. My dad was with me, too. The PH was like, all three of them are good bulls. If you have a shot, shoot one. I was like, okay. And so I see them. I see the trees moving, and they come running. And I shot it right in the shoulder, and it fell. And um, at that time, you know, time goes so fast doing that. I didn't even rebolt my gun. Like, I was just so nervous. And the bull fell down, and my dad, like, stepped out from behind the tree to see like what it was doing. And at that moment it locked eyes with my dad. It got up and it came. Oh, so wow. I, to answer your question, <laughs> I shot the first one and then I screamed and ran the other way and said, dad, shoot it, shoot it. And so, um, my dad pulled both of his 470, uh, triggers at the same time and a pH pulled one and he shot two right there and one in the side and it fell 15 feet from us. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh yeah. And That's- it's all on video too. It's pretty cool. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Roll the tape. Yeah, we need Roll the tape. Now we're going to cut to the clip. <laughs> That's awesome. You got that on YouTube? Um, no, I don't have it on YouTube. Chicken. I just, I know. <laughs> right? Um, actually, all of my hunting videos have got demonetized on Isn't that YouTube, crazy? So, speaking of. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, I'm actually in the middle of filming my story right now of just, you know, a lot of people don't know my story and where I grew up and where I came from and, like, my background with everything. So that's actually what I'm in the process of filming right now. Yeah. And hopefully that will be re- be released, like, later this year. And then I'm coming out with the Cody Project, which that was my dad. And um, he passed away in 2016. Mm-hmm. So since then, things have obviously changed. And we moved out to the ranch, and now I'm taking over the ranch, and it's going to be, like, life on the ranch and learning how to do ranch management stuff. So yeah, that's great. Pretty pumped about that. So that's maybe great. that clip will be on my story. What's the name yeah. of your story? Do you um, we actually haven't named it yet. It's All probably right. just going to be Kendall Jones story. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, know. You gotta, it's got to be clever. I it's know. Be, and, you know. Kendall Jones story is pretty clever. <laughs> pretty, I've got some ideas churning yeah. right now. Come oh, dear on, Lord. bring it my way. I'm, I'm, I'm all about ideas. We need... We need yeah. We, you know what we need? We need Trigger DeBose to go hunting with Kendall Jones. Yes. Oh, that would be Trigger DeBose. That's so, a reality show right that, there. I'm I know. pitching it to CMT. So we have, I have all these characters that I do on our other show or on Humor Me. 
and one of them is Trigger DuBose. Like we were just at CPAC <laughs> in Washington D.C. with you know, which is the biggest conservative oh, yeah. gathering of you know annually. And so I dressed up. I've got the mullet wig and the gold tooth and the whole oh, thing, the I sunglasses. Think, I think he should come. Yeah, absolutely. Come out and shoot a turkey. Yeah, Trigger's turkey hardcore. Turkey season's coming up. Yeah, well, I'm. Yeah, we'll, I'll call Trigger. Okay, cousin called- Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he walked around doing man on the street stuff, talking. He's a mess. Something else, uh, embarrassing, but something else. <laughs> now, I was sorry, I would, and I will say, uh, we have, like I said, mutual friends and, and with mutual friends of your family. And so I started to hear about your dad passing 2016. Okay. So I'm, I started to hear that. But the uh, but the story is interesting. I mean, you know, here's a girl that everybody looks at and says, oh, she's just a pretty little girl who's a cheerleader and all that stuff. But she's, you know, she's a relative badass who goes out there <laughs> to Africa and starts, you know, knocking things down, That's which is awesome. And so I spent a lot of time in Africa myself in my 20s and 30s and uh, a lot of time over there. So I have a lot of stories. I, I did a, wrote a thesis on lions in, in, in Savo, oh, which were the mainless. Like talk, I yeah. like talking about the lions. Yeah, me too. It's one of my favorite things. My wife says we have too much, too many books and uh, too many pictures at the house <laughs> with lions. And so it's kind of my fascination over the years. <clears throat> but anyway... Baboon story. I got to hear the baboon story because I've got a funny baboon story. We were talking about before we started recording. Before we go any further, I need to hear the baboon story. So um, I was in Zimbabwe whenever I was eight. It was my first time Mm -hmm. to Africa. And we went over to Victoria Falls. And, you know, the first time I went to Africa, I think I packed a suitcase full of food because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to eat over there. And so I just, you know, packed it to the top. And so we went over to Victoria Falls and I had a Snickers in my hand and I was just walking around. Mom knows this story. (laughs) Um, I was just walking around and all of a sudden there's just baboons walking all over this place. And all of a sudden this baboon comes and charges me and it's just coming and it's not stopping. And I didn't know what to do. And my mom and dad were just like, it's okay. It's okay. And so I get this Snickers and I just chunk it. And that baboon immediately stopped charging me, ran over there, took the Snickers and finished eating. Nice. Baboons love candy. I've learned firsthand experience. Baboons love candy. So I was in uh, Yankari Game Preserve uh, in Nigeria, up near uh, Joss, Nigeria. And so we had stopped and there was a this beautiful... Um, clear spring, the spring that came up out from under this rock and people would go out there and swim in it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the trees above, there were all the baboons and they're just above you picking their butt. And <laughs> so the next day when we were packing things up, I had a van, it was a Toyota van. I had the back door open. I had a sliding door open. And so I put everything in the van and I shut the door and I reached around my foot and I hit that sliding door and it shut. And I was looked up and I thought, who's in the van? <laughs> A baboon had climbed in to the van and was sitting there on the bench seat in the second row. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get this out? Because he could break everything. I mean, he'd break the windows. If he decides to go nuts, this could get ugly. And how am I just going to open that sliding door and be face to face with this baboon that could rip my arms out? So I'm sitting there and I go, I got to do it before everybody comes because one, it's embarrassing. And two, I'm, it, I'm, we're going to lose everything if this baboon goes crazy. So anyway, I open the door and step way back out of the way. And the baboon, he starts to step out and then he steps back and he looks over into the front seat and there's this bag of hard candy. And so he reaches over and grabs the hard candy and then he runs down. And so one of my doctor friends, he takes off running after the baboon because he comes up and he, well, he wants to get the candy he back. I'm like, candy back. Let the let the monkey have the damn candy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on with this. So anyway, 
I, I didn't want my arms ripped out from their sockets. Hey, but. we both have candy stories. Exactly. So baboon you, candy if stories. If you go to Africa, don't take yeah. candy and be around baboons. Exactly. They, they, they scare me. They do. But no, Actually, that's maybe a, you should have candy. Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> so, so. Yeah, right get away from me. <laughs> I got that for you. Snickers satisfies. Yeah. No, I got, uh, <laughs> I got a baboon story. You're being such a baboon it. today, Steve. <laughs> You're not I yourself. I can't tell baboon story on air, but it was interesting. It was <laughs> Your baboon zoo. story? Yeah, I'll tell you. Later. This isn't how HIV started, is it? Yeah, That's yeah. Not, it's pretty close. Not that kind of. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> Lord. Party foul, Steve. We always we tell every all of our guests that if you want to know why we call him party foul, just hang around for a little while. You'll find <laughs> just hang out. Around. Find out later. So that was that's quite an experience. I mean, you you spent and I've got a lot of friends who did that. You know, I, I've got a lot of friends who spent a lot of time in Africa. Um, you know, I spent time in Africa studying the animals, not necessarily hunting the animals. And I know you know everything from from poaching, which is problematic, and and so many things that are going on. And talk talk. Let's talk a little bit about this whole conservation thing because people don't get it Mm -hmm. they don't get it how does killing animals help animals how does it help the population because people don't understand that that's a question i get all the time yeah but people don't realize the money that it generates for conservation and what life is like actually in africa and the real life problems that they have over there and People don't get meat all the time over there. They don't have a Walmart right down the street. They don't have a supermarket where they can just go and buy meat. So they go out and they kill animals, but they aren't paying to kill these animals. They're just killing them. They don't care. They don't look after the animal. They don't make sure it's an old animal. They don't make sure, like, they just kill whatever they see. And as hunters, we go out and... We study the animals to make sure it's a good animal. You don't want to kill one that's young. I mean, it has a life ahead of itself where it can reproduce and make more of it. And that's how, you know, herds get built up. And um, all of the animals that I killed over there, majority of them, I mean, we ate some of them. But all of the meat goes to those villagers, which... Mm -hmm. That takes the need of them having to go out and poach an animal. So, one, I paid for the animal. I donated the meat, which in return, they don't go out and poach the animal for no money at all. So that's just one of the aspects of it. And um, the money also goes to anti-poaching teams. I, Whenever I was hunting in Zimbabwe, I actually had a game, I guess, equivalent to a game warden over there with us to make sure that we were hunting properly and... Um, going out and checking. And whenever I was there, two elephant actually got poached in mm. the two-week span that I was there. And the rhino epidemic, that's yeah. terrible as well. I'm still mad at that kid about Harambe. <laughs> he should have stayed his butt on the other side of the fence. What in the world? I've got some poaching stories, but I can't tell those anywhere either. <laughs> They're self-incriminating. <laughs> Steve, shut up. You were going to implicate us in some major things. Party foul Steve got indicted. You kind of look like a mugshot sometimes <laughs> sitting over there. Yeah. I think there's got to be a statue of, uh, what do they call it? Limitation? Limitations? Statute. Yeah. Statute? <laughs> a statue? There's a statue yeah. of limitations. This right? is the guy in the other day's episode that said bathroom. <laughs> Y'all leave me alone. Quit statute. On me. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, so I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and right outside of Augusta, Georgia is Savannah River site, which is the bomb plant. That's where they make nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm. And so... Very highly restricted area over there. They do have some, uh, they have some alligators over there. And of course, protected unless you have permission. So we have some friends who who I'll leave unnamed. He's an oral surgeon. One of them is an oral surgeon. Used to travel all over the world together. 
and he's a big time hunter. And so they were out uh, with their bows, and he saw an alligator, and he thought he's going to kill it. <laughs> Some things need killing, <laughs> so he did. And uh, he came back and he told his some of his friends, he was like, hey, I killed an alligator. And they're like, dude, you're on federal land. You're on the bomb plant. You can't – that's a protective species. You can't, you know, do that. You can't tell anybody. So anyway, the next day he was in his office, right? And somebody comes in wearing a suit and walks up to the receptionist and says, I'm here to see Dr. So-and-so. And uh, comes back there, identifies himself as the uh, FBI. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, needless to say, he crapped his pants. But it was a total setup. His buddies had it set up where they were coming in there and oh, investigating him for the whole thing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it wasn't for him. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I was say, that's not funny for him. I know. Man, with friends like those. But no, I, that's always been my philosophy. Some things need killing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always waiting on the FBI yeah. to walk in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some things need killing. Like Steve, the uh, hey, bless his heart. We need to harvest Steve. Life. I'm valuable. I know. Well, we got The problem is, if we kill him, there'll it's, be a whole bunch more that'll pop up. You yeah. say human life. It's crazy how many people message me. They value animal lives more than human life. They do. Hey, kill I'm, one of my dogs. See what happens. That's my, like my kid. Oh, right. <laughs> I was just, I was just I in like L.A. Better than them sometimes. I just got back from L.A. last night. Monday night, we were at the premiere of the new Unplanned movie, which is a pro-life, you know, anti-abortion based on a true story of the girl that was the clinic director uh, down in Bryan, Texas for eight years. Planned Parenthood? Planned Parenthood and oversaw 22,000 abortions. And and now she's a very, very outspoken pro-life activist. And and you're exactly right. They value and they gave the movie an R rating. The MPAA did because they said there's blood and violence. Well, how, how do you commit violence against a blob of tissue, you know, if it's not a human being? So you're right. People, they, they more highly respect animal lives than they do human lives. And it's it's crazy how they redefine that thing under the name of compassion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a 15-year-old can go get an abortion without parental consent but can't go watch the can't movie. Can't go watch the movie. We're buying out the Burleson Theaters on the day it comes out. We're buying out the Burleson Theaters and giving tickets to everybody. I'm I'm buying them uh, because I'm rich. So. Yeah. (laughs) I kid, Candace. I kid. I'm going to keep looking for a date. I'm married. Okay. No. Um, But to go back on conservation as well, one aspect is the value of an animal, too. If it wasn't for hunters, there wouldn't be outfitters over there that looked out for animals as well. If you take the value of an animal off of it, there's no reason to for those uh, like, for instance, rhino farmers like or ranchers, whatever you want to call them. They make sure that these animals are taken care of. They make sure that these animals are fed. They make sure uh, they watch out for them like it's their, I mean, they are family to them. Like that's how they make a living. And if you take that value off of it and take hunting out of it, then no one cares to watch out for these animals, which in return get poached. And that's how these animals are going endangered. And I mean, I wouldn't say extinct because I haven't, Heard yeah. of any animals going extinct in our lifetime, but um, that the rhino is a great example of that. If you take the value off of it, no one cares to watch out for it. Yeah, and the reason it has a value is because there's a demand as a hunter to come and yeah hunt this. Yeah, it's common sense, really. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it in like our terms, if you think of it as farmers, like if there wasn't a demand to 
for cotton or if there wasn't a demand for wheat or Milo or any of that, why they're not just going to go out and farm for yeah. fun. Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't know why you brought up cotton. That's racist. Jeez, Kendall. <laughs> Golly. My bad. <laughs> hey, we're going to hit all the topics today. Exactly. <laughs> God, well, Kendall Jones, you heard it here on the Chad Prather Show. She's a racist. She's a racist. <laughs> That's yeah. what we need the headline saying. <laughs> I love to troll people, though. I, I, love, I love to stir it up. I have a good time with it because people are idiots. So you have we like all a wall that. full of stuff? Do you have it all taxidermy? Yeah. Is we, that what you call it? Taxidermy? I wouldn't say a wall. We have more of a room. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, where is a, that done at? Do they do it in Africa? The taxidermy? Yeah. Um, I've had some done in Africa, but I've had a lot done here as well. There's okay. a ton of taxidermy shops around here. So Nice. Yeah. My buddy, Get it done. He, had a, he had an elk head that he killed in Colorado done, and they shipped it to him, and a friend of ours went to the airport and picked it up because we were all going out to his sportsman's ranch out in Palo Pinto County, Texas, and, and uh, it was in the cardboard box, you know, with the wood frame and all that and it blew out of the back of the truck 70 miles an hour on oh. twenty, and it fortunately landed with on the on the base of the of the mount so it just slid like 40 <laughs> yards down the highway so and they it, they uh, they didn't hurt it thank god this I giant was about elk to say it was completely it had a fine. big tuft of hair sticking up right there where the wind had gotten a hold of it, so a little <laughs> hairspray he fixed it and hairspray pushed it back down. It down beautiful elk uh, i got another friend who was who was hunting uh elk was he hunting elk it was elk, and so he was. He had a guide it's with him. It's your story. Make it up as you go. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm trying to think of this. Yeah, he was hunting uh, Godzilla. No, there was. He was hunting elk, and they came over the ridge, and the elk was standing there, and he had his rifle like on his shoulder here, mm-hmm. and as he brought it forward, he pulled the trigger and shot up in the air, <laughs> and the elk just froze, and the guide goes, "Shoot it, shoot it!" And so he bolted another round. And shot it, and the guy says, "That's the first time I've ever seen anybody fire a warning shot." <laughs> he he wants to give it a fair chase. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but no, it's craziness. I uh, I enjoy. You know, I grew up. Um, I, I didn't grow up big game hunting. It was not our thing. We had bird dogs, and so we were very much into the the quail and the and the doves and things like that. So we've always been bird hunters, and and um, I kind of got into big game uh, hunting later on in life. And I've always been a fisherman, so. It's uh, it's fascinating. But then I went from rifle to, to bow, which mm-hmm. I felt like was more challenging and, and more fun for me. There was a little more of a skill set to it. But, yeah, and then I got to a point where I said, I don't want to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning when it's <laughs> cold outside and sit in a tree. So so now you're an evening hunter. No, nah, I'm just – I watch it just on TV. Just after sunset? Yeah. Now, Steve has a theory on hunting. <laughs> What's which your one? theory? Steve, Steve oh. about what time to go hunting. Oh, yeah, right after sunset. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with a big no, light. I'm, no, I'm actually I'm the kind of hunter that like everybody else is coming back in from like the morning hunt, and I'm waking up going, I guess I better go sit on the stand, and I'll go out there and I'll kill a deer, and they're like, what? Every yeah. like, everyone knows I'm not an early riser. Anyone I go hunting with, they all know that they're going to have to. I set like 15 alarms yeah. for sure. Like I'm like I have a 10 a.m. hunter. Yeah, like, that, like, if I can do the 10 a.m. hunt or you know even the noon hunt, yeah, I'm great at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do much hog hunting? I do. I um, we have a lot of hogs on our ranch. I haven't been able to do a lot lately, but yeah. uh, those are fun. Talking about Hannah Baird, she posted yesterday one she killed over the weekend. I think and in, in uh, talking about how bad it stunk and all that. And I'm like, oh, it's just oh yeah, they're gross for yeah. sure. Well, the barons are gross. Jeff, Jeff, her dad, and all them. <laughs> so they're nasty. You said people. hog traps, and then you feed them for thirty days. Yeah, 
feed them out. I, I like killing um, them and getting them off our property because they do so much damage. Well, they're a pest. They really yeah. are. And they breathe so fast. Yeah, they do. Me too. I <laughs> love uh, I love these people that keep wanting me to get on a helicopter. And I'm like, I don't do helicopters. I just you don't. wouldn't want to do that? Nah, I've done it. It's a it. lot of fun. I, it looks fun, but I just don't trust helicopters. I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Natalie's husband was a, a Blackhawk pilot. Mm-hmm. so yeah. I would let him fly mine. He, I, he's I alive still. No. Does he still fly helicopters? No. Well, I mean, no. But he can. He could. Let's get him more. Probably need to, you know, freshen up some skills. Yeah. But he could. We saw one on Craigslist for a million dollars. Sold one? A Blackhawk. No, we saw one. Saw one. They only cost a million. I about to say, you're buying it, dinner tonight. Joseph, let's buy it. No. Yeah. You could just. Can you do that just for leisure use? Just fly your Blackhawk around I don't DFW? I a hard no on that, but, <laughs> you know. I got I'm a buddy who's wrecked the, three of them. Fox, the Fox wrecked? Three helicopters, the, yes. See the maintenance wreck. One of them, I they almost, like, almost killed everybody. I probably wouldn't fly with no. him. My, my other buddies that have fly. wrecked with him said, we'd fly with him right now today. Huh. It's, it's. I mean, he's mangled them up. Uh, it's just bad. They're fortunate to be alive, but he's wrecked three of them. Three, one, he didn't know how to fly. It was sitting on a flatbed truck, and they were waiting on a guy to come. And he's like, I can figure it out. And he went, <laughs> right upside down. He got it about a foot off the uh, thing and went right upside down. I used to ride on them coming from offshore when I worked offshore. And we'd get those pilots that were old Vietnam, like, war pilots. And they'd dive off that rig. And it's, you know, 150 feet to the water. And they, and then it's crazy. Nope, I'm out. Yep. They fly in spite of themselves. It's a bowling ball with a rotor. Yep. No way. Uh Uh-uh. Anyway, so hogs are nasty. Coyotes are nasty. Uh, they're also pests. I mean, I and, and they're dangerous. So. They just killed a whitetail on our property. Really? Yeah, a few nights ago. Bad news, man. And so I, that's why I say some things need killing. Exactly. They're pests. If you don't control it, then yeah, you have to control the predators. Yeah, you do. And and it's one of those things where you know the big debate about AR-15s and things like that. Oh, they gosh. have no idea what ranchers and farmers use that for. Yeah. And need that. And you got people in New Zealand now after this uh, Christchurch sh- shooting where they're, you even got farmers who are coming in and say, well, we just need to turn in our guns. We use them for work, but we're going to turn them in. I'm going to build of one just for fun. Oh, all of mine are just for fun. I was say, yeah. I don't have a ranch, I, but I still get to have AR-15. Yeah, among right. other things. So. That's right. We, we like our guns. <laughs> we like our guns. It's not a gun issue. It's a mental health issue. You're exactly right. Exactly right. And all you got to do is get online or go to the airport and just see how crazy people are. Oh, yeah. Go to the airport <laughs> for sure. Just people watch. Yeah, exactly. So you have uh, – do you still fish a lot? I do every once in a while. I wouldn't say that I'm like a hardcore yeah. fisherman, but I like to go out every once in a while. We actually went fishing last night. So I got. I actually got my little cousin his first like – Half a pound bass. Nice. <laughs> it was literally about nice. that big. Nice. <laughs> Still got to hold fun. it up right at the camera oh, so it looks for big. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Have you tried you get, noodling? No. Uh-uh. Have you ever Take tried it? it? No. There's And I wouldn't. Noodling. There's, I won't either. I there's no scary. way I am going underwater in murky water where you can't see no. what's under there, sticking my hand in some random hole nope. just to have a fish bite it. Like, nope. nope I'll catch well, it on a rod. Nope. Nope. Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get too many jokes, party foul. I told y'all just hang around. Yeah, quit. Yeah. 
Stop it, Steve. All right, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Hannah Barron's always telling me, she's like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And I'm uh, like, she no, tells me that all the no, time, too. No, I am like, not going to do I'll it. I'll go and watch. Like, I'll, I'll just watch. chill. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing it. Y'all are, they're nasty people. They really are. Bless <laughs> their hearts. They are gross. But no, I'm not getting, I don't, first of all, I'm not, I don't, I don't get in any water. I don't get in the ocean. I like being on the water or by the water, but I'm not getting in the ocean and I'm not getting in no murky lake where, like you said. You just stick your hand in a random. Yeah. My buddy sticks his hand in there and checks it out first. And if everything's <laughs> good, I might do it. Nope. Not even then. Uh-uh. I tried it. all clear. You tried it? I, no, no. I would try it. You would try it? Uh-huh. I don't like catfish. I mean, I'll eat catfish. Jeff and talked to me about it when we were in Vegas. That's not the kind of catfish they're I want to eat. Though. They're just gross fish. Want, like, no, they are. Especially the ones yeah. that are like 40 pounds. They're, they're just oh, they're nasty. nasty, and they have that slime on them that we used gets to put all out, over you. My, grand, my late grandfather, he used to tell, he used to go to the service station. We don't even have those anymore, but he used to go to the gas station, the service station. He would tell them to, to set aside their you know quart jugs of um, motor oil when they were empty. And so he had hundreds. We, we would put a two-foot two, two foot liter on there with a five-alt hook or whatever. And we would throw those jugs out on a dark night because the catfish will come up. You know, we put cut bait on there. We'd catch a little brim and chop them up and put them on the hook. And then on a dark night, catfish will come up to feed. And so we'd go out the next day. It was like chasing jaws, you know. We would have, we had a big, long bamboo pole with a hook on the end of it, duct tape on there. We would pull those duct jugs tape. over to us. Yeah, we were rednecks. Yeah. Rednecks. And so um, pull those things in. But we had one one time that was a 48-pounder in uh, – it it looked like a human, a, a slimy human being laying on the mm-hmm. back of the boat. It was just really, damn, they, you get that big. That's, you can't even They're eat gross. That. I've caught like a 50-pound catfish, just yeah. like rod and reel, and Look, brought it in. she just outfished you. You 48, <laughs> she got 50. Okay. I was like, I love it. Mine was 47. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we got it in the boat, and, you know, I have to hold it like this. And yep. after it got out, there's just like all this gross. Oh, it's gross. It's just nasty. It's not like... I mean, I'm not afraid to get dirty and like gross, but like, uh, uh-uh. what about bow fishing? You do bow fishing? Yeah, bow fishing. All right, I like mean, for the alligator I like, gar. I like trying it. I mean, I <laughs> shoot at least 150 times a night, and I sometimes I hit one. What do you? What are you? What are you fishing for when you're? Yeah, like gar? yeah, gar. Okay, nice. Yeah, anything that I can hit with it. On those on those catfish jugs, every now and then we would catch a gar, and they're they're such nasty creatures. Are and they're, they? they're just useless, you know. Yeah. The big long we used to alligator catch gar on Piney Creek in East Texas, and they would the biggest. You know, they're like this, but they'd be the biggest fight, and they were fun to catch because they would fight. Like uh, we'd catch those ones that were four foot long. I mean, they were. And my grandfather would always he'd smack them in the head and kill them. He had a cane he carried in the boat with him. He just, <laughs> cane, yeah. So so he'd just smack them on the head and get them out because they're pests, you mm-hmm. know. And so. One time, my uncle, who lives over in Dallas, he's a pretty big old boy, not the most graceful person. He uh, he was they had one laying on the front of the boat. My grandfather was like, "Why are you just throw it back in the water?" And he's like, "No, I want to take it home and show my wife because we had a lake house there." He said, "I want to show my wife." So he was standing there, wasn't paying attention, and he stepped off the side of the boat. One foot went off the side, and so he just straddled the side of the boat and just oh, came down with one one, one on the boat. One, so he was sitting there, and that gar was still alive just enough. It. It it bit him right in the crotch. <laughs> he fell with the nose of that guy right between his legs. Boom. Oh man! Yeah, I we actually went. <laughs> I went bow fishing off um, <laughs> in Florida, and we did stingray. Now that is a lot of fun yeah, too. That's fun. I don't know if you call them a school of stingray or I don't know. It was a big group of them all fluttering through the water. It yeah. was 
awesome. It's pretty amazing. My wife loves to go snorkeling when we go. It might be a flock. They kind of fly through the yeah, water. Yeah, I think it, yeah, you, it might be. You're making stuff <laughs> up. I'm making it up. Oh, okay. No well, anyway, don't ever take anything Steve says a seriously. Flock of stingrays. Someone look it up. I want to no. know. Somebody look it up. There's Google. So we were, we were down Cold in uh, Jamaica. <laughs> He's so disappointed yeah, right now. He's a big waterfowl and <laughs> goose hunter. So That's yeah, funny. he probably knows it's not flock. Now we uh, <laughs> goose yeah. hunters. Don't y'all just lay down all day and wait for them to fly over, <laughs> pop up? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Not a lot. So of... I'm not awake yet. No, we had uh, uh, we were down in Jamaica snorkeling. I, like I said, I don't like getting in the water, but my wife loves to snorkel, and so I'll do it for her. I'll do it for her. And so we were down there, and we were looking at the rays and all this stuff, and there was this, I guess, manta ray. It was huge. It was the size of a Volkswagen. Oh, yeah, One the manta One of those manor- big, fat. Are they, like, polka-dotted almost? Yeah. Kind of like and the I could leopard see print. It. I could see it about 10 yards away, in the, and I was like, time to get out of the water. It was the <laughs> size of a Volkswagen. It was huge. I mean, They're it was massive. It was incredible. But, no, I see stuff like that, and I know it's all living down there. Natalie, do you do any hunting? I, um... I have. I shot a, an elk, mm-hmm. and um, I she was she had basically like painted a target on her own forehead. She was like, "If you could just get me right here," because she was she was ready to go. And I did. I I brained her, and eyes went opposite <laughs> way. I, I put yeah. the gun down. Iron sights, thirty thirty. Come on, make I put, this story. I did. Good. No, I really did. I I even have witnesses, but I haven't. It's like when you hit a strike at the bowling alley, you're like, I'm done. I'm good. I feel like that was like one. You got it out of your me. system. So I, well, no, no. I just, I don't want to, you know, hurt my, my numbers. It was amazing. <laughs> you're one <laughs> for one. In, I'm one for one. So. a thousand. Where did you hunt it? I was in West Texas in Fort Stockton um, okay. on a ranch. It's actually D.R. Horton's ranch. He has that- a couple of, about a little over a hundred thousand acres out there. Oh, wow. And it was very, I mean, I, I was, we were driving in a pickup truck. You know, looking, and this was one that he needed to harvest. I've shot a few out of a pick. Oh, yeah, and uh, I used <laughs> the back a of the really truck. good gun, and and uh, it went well. And I was like, no, I think I'm good. I'm gonna end there. But I would. I mean, I I just don't ever have a chance because I'm always working. Actually, I was gonna taking it back to the hunting because you talked about taking, you know, keep an eye on the predators. Mm-hmm. Um. I did a story. I'm. I was a reporter for ABC in Austin. I did a story about the um, overpopulation of deer in one of the suburbs there, and they were trying to find the most humane way to relocate the deer. They did not. Um, it did not go well. They actually would gather them all under a tree and dropped a gigantic net over all of these deer, and then they put them in the back of a truck. I would say, I don't know what number it was that they broke legs, broke their neck because they're mm-hmm. freaking out. It was crazy so that's something else that i think people forget those deer were starving they're in a they're they're in a suburb of a a big city and they're you know there's no food there um but they are overpopulating yeah if they're overpopulated i mean their food source we keep building buildings and taking up the land so that's going to push the animals out and come into suburbs and neighborhoods and we had turkey and um, I've seen a white tail in the neighborhood we lived in in Burleson, yeah. and I mean it's pushing them out, and they don't have a habitat anymore. So yeah. they're getting overpopulated, their food source, and they starve and die. Yeah, we have no. coyotes there in Burleson in our neighborhood. Yeah, we had we've mm-hmm. seen some in ours too. Back before I moved to Texas, I was living in um, 
I, uh, I grew up in Georgia, and I lived for a little while in Alabama. And Alabama hit a point where there was not a county in Alabama that did not have coyotes. And, uh, I mean, you, you, very dangerous. you got a kid who's playing in the in the backyard, you know, on the swing set, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. coyote takes a kid away. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a major thing. So, you know, Texas is about. The dingoes took my baby. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a lot of that right now in the Dallas-Fort Worth area along with that and Bobcats. Yeah. I mean, they're just. Don't be don't be making me scared. I like bobcats. You, you need alone. to be aware. Bobcats. You have a gun. You're good. Bobcats. They're stealth. I know. Bobcats are stealth. I don't mess with cats of any kind. No, I don't mess with them. Mm-mm. I don't like house cats. Oh, I don't like house cats Mm-mm. either. They, something, we should hunt those. <laughs> My- <laughs> and cue the Here comments. comes the comments. Oh, no. so that's where your cat disappeared to. <laughs> yeah, my cat. Yeah, cat, yeah Chad's cat, cat yeah. disappeared. But we you hadn't eat seen what it. you kill, so yeah. it's okay. Well, I, well, I told cat you about when I was 16 and I rounded up a bunch dog. of... Actually, actually, talking about cat, I shot a mountain lion and um, we ate it. It's white meat. Really? And it's actually really good. Come on. I, I'm, not, I'm not making that up. Really? Does yeah. Melody in Colorado, does she, their big cats they kill? Melody Villard, I have no yeah. idea. They yeah. kill some They bite big the nuts cats. off of their goats. Yeah. <laughs> sheep. I'm doing that Sorry. next. They had, so they have a very big sheep ranch in uh, Craig, Colorado, and that's one of the ways that they castrate is they bite them off. And with my, their mouth? With their mouth, yeah. No, micro. they just cut through the vas deferens with their teeth. That's the same freaking thing. Well, they've already cut the nut out, (laughs) and then they just, it's kind of their tradition. (laughs) How did we get on this subject? Micro did it. I can do it. Yeah, Micro did an episode of Dirty Jobs with them, and and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how we got on that, Kendall. I I have (laughs) no idea. Is there anything that you kill that isn't eaten? Um... You can eat anything. I mean, there's obviously <laughs> like I, mean, I, I mean, there's obviously like preferred animals over other ones. Like, you know, boars are kind of disgusting. Yeah. Like, you eat one equine burger and people get pissed off. I like <laughs> horse meat. Look, horse meat ain't bad. Crystal's hamburgers used to be horse meat. I'm a fan. Crystal's <laughs> gross. <laughs> They're the best sli- horse makes the best sliders. It really does. I, when I was 16, I rounded up a bunch of cats and turned them loose in the Chinese restaurant. I don't know what happened to those cats. They probably turned out delicious. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. You're working on the project. I think you should call it the Kendall Jones story. Just, can, just give it, give any random, random name. Random it. name, you yeah. know. Just yeah. no title. That's a yeah. bold one. How long is that going to be? How long, uh, I mean, how long will it be before you, you, gotta you, you think you put the word cheerleader in it somewhere in that title because you want it to draw attention yeah good or bad this is steve being no this is me being serious you have to have that i don't know if you want to call it cheerleader kill or oh my god i I think it draws attention with just her name that's a slasher movie so someone told me this one which i thought it was good it was in the crosshairs the controversial the con i can't even say it the controversial that girl talks just like me the controversial (laughs) rise of kendall jones (laughs) That's pretty cool. The, the controversial rise. rise. Yeah, like in the crosshairs. That's a, that's a long name. In well, the crosshairs. Well, the title would be kill. In the Crosshairs. I like and it. then the mm. little subtitle, I guess, Ooh. The Controversial Rise. Yeah. Is it ever dissuaded you, like, like I'm just going to get off of social media and just not do it, no. not post stuff up there? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Tell me, no. tell me though, at the, in the beginning when the hate really started, did you mm-hmm. go home to mom and cry? 
Mom, I mean, you want to answer that one? No. no I, I mean, still to this day, literally, I've never cried about social media. Like People hurt my feelings I, all the time. I go home to my wife and cry. <laughs> like, no, I, I really don't care. Like, the hate, I know it, like, sounds weird, but it's never bothered me. Yeah. Anything people say, like, my whole take on it is if people are talking about me and what they have to say about me without knowing me says more about who they are as a person than it exactly. does me. Exactly. And because I've had so many people come up to me that actually want to get to know me or like ask me questions. And they're like, wow, like you're not who I thought you were. Like mm -hmm. you're not like trying to be mean or ugly about it. You're like you have a passion for it. And like, yeah, I had a guy who was really bad on social media for the longest time. And I just blocked him. I felt like, you know, I, oh, I block people all the time. Like, especially the ones that message me in Spanish. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure you're not saying anything. <laughs> nice. My Spanish is a little rough. Don't block me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure you're probably from a different country cussing me out, but I'm just going to go ahead and block you for that. Yeah. Um, but this guy came to one of my shows. He came to a live show and he was like, man, I'm so sorry for all that stuff. Would you, would you accept me back and unblock me and all that stuff? And I was like, no. And sign my T-shirt. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Exactly. But he came to a show. It was like, hey, I'm that guy that. And I was like, yeah, you're a douche. <laughs> Why no. are you here? No. I think so. the haters don't uh, deserve a response. There's yeah. no time for that. Yeah. But do you have advice? Because I'm sure people dealing with other bullies out there for other women. Do you give them advice for that? I mean, it's really hard. Like, because I <laughs> like to do like. I like to give advice as to what I do, mm -hmm. and I really don't give into it. Like every once in a while, I'll come back with a smart out comment, um, but really, I just block and delete them. Or I mean, the best is God bless you. Like they literally hate <laughs> yeah. that. Bless or like heart. praying for you. Like I hope you like go to a mental institution. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I really don't give into them because it just feeds them to give more. So normally, I just block and delete. I mean, my comment controls on social media are pretty strict and did you um, did you get to a point where like you people can't send you a private message so you can't do that on instagram or i have yet to figure it out I, not on instagram no you're right on facebook there i one of my the political cowboy facebook page i i took off the ability to message. oh you did yeah uh that was yeah. a lot of hate well, they'll message me <laughs> i <laughs> so haven't yet i normally just ignore them or yeah. um but, yeah, I mean, this past week, like I said, I've gotten a lot of hate over going to watch a bullfight, like 25 messages yeah. every few hours. So I just try That's to go. That's my dream vacation, one of them. Really? I mean, Spain? yeah, to go to Spain. And watch. Awesome. I've been to Spain, but never to the bullfights. Really? Steve wants to fight the bull. Steve I, wants I to fight the I want to run down the street at least like mm. 10 feet if oh, I can. Oh, no, I didn't. Not the do, whole way. I just went and watched in like a no, closet. I, wanna, no, I don't want to run. I don't want to be that guy that gets flipped over the fence or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> you but will I, be that guy. I swear you would be that you guy. You will be that guy. You party foul Steve goes Spain? to Spain. <laughs> party <laughs> foul. That's an episode, Jason. Spain. Party foul runs with the bulls. I'm rolling camera. Right, I think we need to do that. Let's, Let's uh, go see to if Spain. the Blaze will budget that. Uh, Where is that? Pamplona? Where is that? That sounds Yeah, Pamplona. We're going to Spain. We're going to Spain. Steve's running Palma, with the bulls. Which is uh, Palma, Spain is actually the little island off the coast of Spain. Yeah. So that's the only place I've been in Spain. Yeah. So I need to go. I'm paying Beautiful for the trip if you'll there. run with the bulls. Let's do it. I'm paying for the trip anyway. Who yeah, am I kidding? Right. Steve. <laughs> First Ireland. Of course I'm paying for the damn trip. Yeah. You're not going to Ireland. I, you keep telling me that. 
<laughs> you know, my wife and I are going to Ireland. You're not going. No. Okay. We I think up. you. I think you should go to Germany during October for October Fest. Oh my I think Lord. you. I think Germany you would throw right it now, down so there. I need to go visit my son-in-law. He's in Germany. So. Oh my Lord. What if you let me stay at his place? <laughs> they would, it would. There would be an extradition process that, that would happen. You would have to. You'd be in jail over there. Trump would have to come get you. Yeah, Trump will come. Like, He'll send. Uh, United States ain't the only place I've been in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Me either. I hate to admit it, but no. Trust me, I'd rather be in jail in the United States. Grapevine oh, has a very me, nice jail, by the, the way, over there where y'all are building the Texas gun experience. They, they told me they said we try to we don't try to treat people like criminals. We treat them like people, and that way they're you know they they get some little bit of self respect. I'm like I just got a good night's sleep. I just so. got a good night's sleep. <laughs> it was a, it was it was a very nice room. But anyway, um, I don't want to go back. It was a very expensive stay. <laughs> no, I uh, I was innocent of those charges. By the way, proven in the court of law in Fort Worth, Texas. Mine were just dropped, so mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Anyway. Back to you, Kendall. <laughs> I don't have any jail no stories. Record. No record? No record. Okay, no mug shots are going to pop up. A few speeding tickets. That's but... good. That's good. So what's next for you? Where, do you, where, are, you, where are you going? What do you? What's next? What's the plan? Man. Like, what are you going to kill next, you um, animal hater? I actually have a trip planned to France yeah. to hunt. Parisians. Parisians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chamois, mouflon, and roe deer. Okay. So that's probably my next like big adventure, but I am I mean turkey season is just around the corner, only a few more weeks until we can Yeah. Get those thunder chickens. Thunder chickens. <laughs> thunder chickens. That's my term, thunder chickens. I got and one then, tattooed on my chest. <laughs> and then I wanna go I wanna do more than just like hunting and um things like that. I wanna get more into fishing. We've talked about going fly fishing a yeah. lot, so I've never been, I've well, I've Casted a fly fishing rod. Let me like tell you, catching one. flies is harder than it looks. Oh no! I've heard, like we have been watching YouTube videos over this for like the past week now, and we probably watched a hundred. Yeah. Wait, what? Hey. And whenever mom's off crap? camera, mom's off microphone, you off said, camera. What'd you, you say? Catching flies is catching a lot harder. Flies is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. Fly fishing. That's like yeah. you know, it's like the frog. Mr. Miyagi did it. I get yeah. it now. I I had I had French in jokes for France, but. It's already that too late one that way one. Of, would have gone way over yeah. my head. That's like the frog said, time's fun when you're having flies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway, I uh, you big into turkey hunting? I wouldn't say like I'm big into it, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, you just like killing things. Yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was over in West Monroe, Louisiana with the Robertson oh, gosh, family recently. West Monroe. And, and uh, you know, Willie was talking about this deer he shot, this big deer and all this stuff. And, and then Phil, his dad, you know, Phil Robertson, he's like, yeah, I killed one too. And he said, he said, I picked it up by all four legs like this and stuck it in the back of the truck. At <laughs> my house, like, they're at my, killing meat, you know. At my house, we call that camp meat. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's the thing. I mean, I, do you like, do you prepare and cook venison? Do you care about it? I do. No, I like. Are you eating. domesticated, Kendall? Or are you a third wave feminist? Um, no, I am somewhat domesticated. If you call a Roomba <laughs> going around the house, we pre-programmed and the Roomba. I am very domestic, yeah. and I'm and really good at cooking tacos. Yeah. There you I, go. That's like my go-to meal, tacos. You just have to brown the meat, put some That's put like some my wife. My wife makes it. chili and a baboli pizza. She just puts the cheese and the oh, pepperonis she, on the Her homemade chili something else. Yeah. My yeah. wife one time was talking about her homemade chili. She's talking to Steve because Steve makes a homemade deal. 
And uh, she's like, I make homemade chili. It's really good. She said, first I do this, brown the meat, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, then I open up a can of Wolf brand. That's me. We're like, that ain't homemade, I'm babe. never letting her live that down. Not homemade. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I really like eating it and trying it. I'm just not like that great. I, It's good. Yeah. I just, my presentation, it, it needs I help. I understand. It needs help. What's the craziest thing you've eaten? Something. What's that stuff we ate in Africa? Tripe. Oh, tripe. Ugh. Tripe. Isn't that tripe. like the stomach guts? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. They the didn't first tell time me. I went. To- they didn't tell me what it was <laughs> until first- after I, I ate it. It's fried. I was a good chance right? I'd try it if it's fried. <laughs> first, yeah, you fried turd. <laughs> Natalie will eat that. I got corn in it. so you're getting your veggies the uh first time i was in nigeria we sat down in this you know dirt floor restaurant with a curtain for a front door on the side of the road and and uh my friend who lived there he he would they were taking our order and he said i want beef and he pointed to his thigh he said i want beef and then he rubbed his stomach he said not this beef this beef i want the muscle not the stomach so ugh Nasty, and I was like, "What have I gotten myself into?" Uh, but I got dysentery in Africa too, and lost twenty pounds. Uh, my dad time. got tick bite fever. Go back. Yeah, bad, <laughs> bad. I did lost. I lost twenty pounds uh, in just a matter of days. But uh, I don't think that chicken was cooked. But anyway, <laughs> I've eaten a lot of stuff in a real dark hut that I don't know what was on the plate. But just to be polite, you eat it. You know, uh-huh. tripe's nasty. Mm. Now I'm hungry. Let's go across the street. Hey, you put it on a stick. I'll eat it. Uh, trust me, I know. <laughs> 33 countries I've eaten a lot of stuff on a stick me too I just eat it nothing better than meat on a yeah. stick there aren't enough meats on a stick that's the fact <laughs> I wanted to uh, I think the worst I've ever eaten was a, maybe a rattlesnake shark oh possum that's nasty I heard uh, rattlesnake's good I've never had it but some people like say chicken. it doesn't taste like chicken but it's got that texture chicken yeah. texture uh, anyway we got to go hunting. We got to go fishing. I'm going with you. I'm down. Let's go. Anything if outdoors. Yeah. If y'all go fishing, we learned that a group of stingrays is called a school fever. A oh, fever? You told me school. I got a fever. I Google. I saw hey, Google, no, so it has to be does right. sound correct, though. Could be, it could be school. Hey, we should think, ask that guy from fever. Australia. What's his name? He's an expert on animals outdoors. You mean the Steve dead guy? Irwin. Steve oh. Irwin. Yeah. Oh, he had an incident close to the camera. Okay. We too soon, Steve. Too it's soon? too soon. Too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> too soon, Steve. Leave it to Steve. So yeah. school or fever? But One you know, of the two. But, uh, One of the two. You can Google it and figure it out. <laughs> and Peter just came out about Steve Irwin on his birthday and saying what a disservice he did to the animal community because he was always invading their habitat and stuff. And I'm like. Come on, that guy did so much for conservation. I truly believe there's no way you can be 100% vegan. No. 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 Okay, the house you live in, you took up an animal's habitat. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right there. Look at you with the logic. Look at me. My manager in L.A. is a vegetarian. He will eat eggs, but uh, he's been a vegetarian for 40 years. And, I mean, like, that's legit vegetarian. And I believe that you can definitely, like, vegetarian for health benefits. Some people can't eat it, and that's totally fine. But there's no way to be vegan. No, there's no way. I was trying to talk him into eating some meat the other day. Uh, He gets sick. Yeah. He will get sick. Um, I've seen it happen. I could not physically be a vegetarian. All I eat is meat. I want chicken wings right now. Chickens Mm -hmm. are nasty. Chicken is just a rat with a good reputation. (laughs) Really <laughs> Rat is. with a good reputation. But uh, they're nasty. 
we used to go down to Honduras all the time, and we'd be pulling teeth on people in the villages. Throw those teeth down on the ground. The chicken would eat them, and then that night we were eating chicken and rice. So it made you think. <laughs> it made you think. <laughs> well, this is fun. We're gonna we're gonna go hunting. We're gonna kill some stuff. I don't care what anybody watching this program. I don't care what you say. Some things need killing. That's a fact. It is. I think we should make a T-shirt. I think we should too. Some things need killing. Let's collab on it. Hat. And the Margarita. We'll wear Margarita Ville hats. Hat. We can wear them all at the border, at the wall. <laughs> all at the border. <laughs> it's craziness, and we can wear it to a PETA rally. How about that? PETA rally. Um, we should yeah. go to one. We should go to one. These people aren't on the same. They're not on the same. No, planet. this is the mental health issue I'm talking yeah. about. It really is. Well, they're, they're like anything. Anybody that's on the extreme of yeah. anything, I'm I'm for the extreme, like extreme deodorant. Beyond anything else being extreme, I don't want anything else extreme. That's that, that's some profundity coming out of you right that's there. It. I'm for the I'm extreme gonna, deodorant. Is that yeah, what you said? I mean, that's when you talk extremities. I mean, extreme. Yeah. Deodorant. Yeah. Everything else, I don't like the extreme. <laughs> this guy. That's, like, that's a party platform right there. That's a party foul political yeah, platform. It. I'm for extreme deodorant. Yeah. And, and nothing uh, else. The entire state run. of Alabama should be wrapped in a prophylactic. <laughs> Beyond that, we're good. <laughs> An extreme <laughs> I love everybody in Alabama. God bless you. I've had some hard times there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, this is what happens here in Studio 22. Herbert, any words? No? We're not sorry. We're not sorry because you are beautiful in this room. Good looking. What's okay. the biggest deer you've killed? I knew you were going to ask yeah. that. Um, it's... I don't know officially because I have hunted high fence, but I don't count that. Yeah. That's Thank kind of you. how I grew Thank up. Thank you very much for not counting that. Yeah. That, I mean, that means a lot. I think high fence hunting has yeah. tons of benefits. I have a high fence ranch, mm-hmm. but I think it has tons of benefits. I think it's great. It does awesome things. But me personally, I don't consider those like right. my biggest trophies. So I would say 140. Yeah. It's a good sized deer. Yeah. It was nice. It's a good sized deer. Yeah. It's weird. You get into the, all those uh, irregular antlers and all those kind of things. They get a little crazy. Oh, yeah, wild, they do but, for sure. Um, like, And that's one of the things my dad did. He did deer breeding. Yeah. And um, we have an exotic ranch. We have about 15 to 20 different species. We're working on getting those numbers up right now and different species out on the ranch. But he did deer breeding for a very long time, and that's something I didn't want to continue um crazy expensive oh yeah it's it's people a, have it's no idea expensive hobby that's a, i worked on a high fence ranch and i had the luxury of i say the luxury of stalking and hunting the last only one uh native buck left on the place when they closed it down yeah. and that was kind of fun to try to but when i shot it i panicked for a minute because it's pretty good size and they had already released the um the the, the big south the big texas boys. giant big boys in there my heart stopped for a minute because thinking you had like, shot oh, one. Gosh. But they're high dollar. I didn't. I had stalked it for over a week in the rain and all this nasty, trying to hunt this thing down. And the day that I killed it, I shot it out the bedroom window of the cabin. Right. <laughs> like, Sniper Kevin style. <laughs> you got up early for no reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shot it from the bed. I shot it from Kevin Fowler's bedroom window <laughs> of his cabin. <laughs> That's so. funny. That's funny. Kevin never really kills any of his own no, stuff, does they're, he? They're pets for him. Yeah. They are his buddies. They are, uh, and we had coyotes out there that killed some deer, and it just it broke his heart. They're pets for him. 
Yeah. And that's kind of how it is for me. I actually don't hunt on my ranch. Like yeah. I've killed maybe three. Yeah. Three animals out there. One was wounded yeah. from a previous hunter that came out there and hunted. So I hunted that or I shot that. And then I have shot a whitetail out there. And I've shot turkey and hogs, but I'll do turkey and hog hunting out there and predator control like coyotes and bobcats and stuff. But none of the uh, exotics or whitetail. Yeah. My good friend uh, James Robinson that hosts Life Today, he, uh, he's he got a ranch down South Texas, but he's got a room in his house over where he lives in DFW, and uh, he has every species of animal that's found on that. He has a mount of it all the way to the birds and even the even the uh, grass in the, in the green life. So he's got really? it all in that room. He's kind of built a museum to his ranch. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. So he's Mom, a, you want to do it? He's got a full representation. Well, I don't actually have to go to the ranch. I can go in here and study. I can go into study. this TV room and, and look at all the dead stuff, and it's all it's all in there. And uh, no, it's um, it's pretty cool how he's got that arranged. I got to call him today. By the way, he told me to call him yesterday, and I forgot. I'm to call putting him. it in my notes right yeah, now. Yeah, you put it in your notes, but you don't remind me. No, yes, I do, but you re- usually don't remember. Anyway, told me to call. Him. I, I forgot to call him. He's probably probably got his feelings hurt. Kendall, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely, you, thanks for having me. You got a website. I do. It's www.thekindlejones.com. The Kindle The, because someone else just took my name. Are you serious? Yeah, and they're try- they Some tried to. Some things need killing. <laughs> yeah, that person <laughs> being one of them. Sorry, would you like to buy that on GoDaddy? <laughs> <laughs> for wow. a low cost of two grand, I'm I could. It up but for I'm right like, we'll just do thekindlejones.com. And you're Kindle with two L's, right? Yes, K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Yeah, What's your, what are you on Twitter? On Twitter and Instagram, it's underscore Kendall Jones underscore. And on Facebook, it's official Kendall Jones. Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate your voice. I appreciate your stance. I appreciate the things that you've done and you've held in there. And I, I'm with you on that. you got to have thick skin in this day and age if you're going to stand up and stand for something. Believe it or not, you are um, you're doing a good thing. Well, thank you. I appreciate thing. that. Yeah. That's what keeps me going. I'll take all of the hate messages just for yeah, one or two of welcome. the positive, <laughs> positive ones. But I the amount your, I already liked your Facebook like a long time ago. So Steve, now I you're just to make sure I was following you on everything and I already am. So. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. But the amount of dads that message me saying like my daughter got into the outdoors or my wife got into the outdoors because I showed her yeah. pictures of you or like kid like little girls that think hunting is just a boy thing like they'll show them pictures of my cheerleading days and tumbling and being a girly girl but i also go out and hunt and so i really appreciate those messages and um that's what keeps me going that's good you're doing a good job and i appreciate it we uh i'll support you forever i uh i I will because i appreciate you and and i I pray for you too for what it's worth i do because i know that you, you catch a lot of the heat and people are crazy and all that kind of stuff so we should do a whole episode or oh, podcast over oh, we will. social hate we will we'll do that and then we'll we'll mic up and camera up and we'll go out and some things need killing we should <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna be at nra oh yeah cool. oh yeah i don't miss it i go well hey. i'm sure there'll be protesters there so we oh, could good go i can't wait to, to see them <laughs> can't wait to see them i uh, i was hanging out with um Alyssa milano at the last one oh, the one heart. that had a bodyguard with a gun yeah exactly oh, okay at the nra show protesting uh-huh. guns but yeah. her bodyguard had a gun. That's right. Okay, makes sense. Bless her heart. She's okay. Ah. Your underscore Kendall Jones underscore. Steve. Yes. <laughs> All right. Just Sorting sure. it out on air, Steve. For that, a good boy. I love it. Good job.
I'm just reiterating so people will follow her. Yeah. They <laughs> need a Steve Lad. He's a Steve World. I do have a YouTube channel too. I think it's just Kendall Jones. Kendall Jones. Yeah. Good stuff. You, I know you were doing some of the videos where you girls were going out. You were taping in the car and you were doing that. Yeah, that, um, that series I did, that was back in 2014. Um, we did a short little mini series then, but we kind of discontinued that and we are. So you girls had a falling out? <laughs> Is that the way that works? Was it a cat fight? <laughs> it was a cat fight. It's a long story. Yeah. That, that's for another time. Uh, but we, that's kind of what I'm doing the Cody project on. I think Good. that we're going to do it on YouTube and kind of get that going. So. Good. Well, thanks for sitting down. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. Thank You're you always for having welcome. me. You bet. We'll do this again. Don't forget, go to mercuryone.org, donate. Let's help those folks with the flooding in the Midwest. It's a big, big deal. You can find me on watchchad.com, and that's important. Of course it is, because you got to find me live and out on tour. We're having a blast. We're having a really, really good time. We're going to be in Anaheim, California, April 5th, Modesto, California, April 6th, and then we're headed to Spokane, Boise, Idaho Falls, and Casper, Wyoming, late April. And then, uh, by the way, my hometown, Augusta, Georgia, selling very, very fast, probably going to sell out here pretty soon. So go get your tickets now because I'm going to be there May 11th. And uh, hey, Las Vegas, I just found out this morning I'm coming back to you. I know you've missed me. So be back out there. We're debating on the date right now. Be back at Treasure Island. So uh, we'll announce that here pretty soon. Steve loves going to Treasure Island. They gave me, they gave me a, a, they give me like the big presidential suite whenever I do a show at Treasure I Island. I in the basement. He had three bathrooms. <laughs> I had yeah. three. It has three full bathrooms in this place. I mean, it only has one bedroom. Why does it have so many bathrooms? I never go to the room. I didn't use a single you one had of a them. Bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a bidet. Oh. No. I'm going to get, if I ever build a house, I'm, I'm putting in a bidet. I, I need a bidet in mine. <laughs> you need a bidet right now. I do. You need a brain bidet is what you need. You need to wash out your, oh, Lord. So for hot news, Natalie, Natalie, I can't talk either. Hot news, Natalie. I was, Steve it, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Party foul Beto. <laughs> yeah. And um, the yet to be named Candace in the corner in the puppet master, Candace Mark. In the corner. Yet to be named Candace in the corner. You know, she's quiet. We should just start calling her that. It's Candace in a corner. Candace. Nobody puts Candace in a corner. That's right. I know. Hey, I need everyone to go to YouTube and watch this. If you're going to watch the full video, go to YouTube. Even if you've started, even if you watched it already, go over there and pretend to watch it again. Okay. But download, start going to YouTube to watch them or download where podcasts are available. That's what helps us. These Facebook things you guys watch. Not so good anymore. But now, Candace, we're putting we're putting just like three and four minute clips on Facebook, and full episodes over on YouTube. So we're we're solving these problems one at a time. So I love you guys. Go to blazetv.com/slash/chad. Use promo code Chad. Sign up and watch Humor Me. And for Kendall Jones, thank you for coming in. We love y'all. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. 